all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday. Now Bethany was near into Jerusalem, about 15 furlongs off, and many of the Jews came to Martha and Mary to comfort them and concerning their brother. Then Martha, as soon as she heard that Jesus was coming, went and met him, but Mary sat still in the house. Then said Martha to Jesus, Lord, if thou hast been here, my brother had not died. But I know that even now, whatsoever thou wilt ask of God, God will give it thee. Jesus saith to her, Thy brother shall rise again. Martha saith to him, I know that he shall rise again in the resurrection at the last day. Jesus saith to her, I am the resurrection and the life. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, ye yet shall he live. And whosoever liveth and believeth in me shall never die, believest thou this. The words of Jesus and a conversation with Martha. This is Joseph Brownlee, Body of Christ, Real Talk. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the show. Jesus was not talking to you. Jesus was not talking to us. There was once a requirement or a belief system that certain groups, a certain group of people had to do. It's called works. It's called uh, you have to obey this. It's called belief. And it's pertaining to salvation. Once upon a time, just like I read in the storybook, there was this certain special called out group called Jews that was promised that they would have a king that was going to come and save them from all their misery and problems. But there was certain requirements and certain conditions they had to fulfill. See, they had to do certain sacrifices and certain rituals and certain things like that to just stay obedience with this coming king's father. Okay. This promised king supposed to rescue was foretold to rescue this group of people, this small group of people that's called Jews from their troubles, from their ailments and get them prepared and cleansed as priests so they can go out to the rest of the world, the other different nations for the glory of God to tell them the good news. Now, I know that sounds like a fairy tale, a tale story, but I'm trying to, I'm trying to, speak through it through the lenses of a child how simple this is the group is Israel the group of people is the Jews the great this 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 foretold or prophesied king is of course Jesus the Messiah the king they go together in order 
the number one way for this group to be saved and get set up in their earthly kingdom, not going to heaven, but the heaven on earth, their earthly kingdom, they had to believe in this coming king. Now, there was hints and all kind of stuff on how this king, not so much his look, but what would be the signs that approve that that will show you that this is that king and that Messiah that you have been waiting for is still going to take you, this group of people, to believe in him, that king for salvation. Drop everything else and believe the number one way to be saved and get prepared to be set up for that kingdom on earth is to believe who that king was. Now, that's a storybook way, paraphrased way of looking at it. What I just read or just looking away, looking, looking at the, uh, the Jews program. The kingdom program under the law, under the covenant, the old covenant. See, the prophesied Messiah is Jesus. The other people is, the group of people is the Jews. Remember, I talked about that. I gave you a few bullet points I want you all to concentrate on because I'm doing this little series on Jesus was not talking to you. That might sound cold or, you know, kind of in your face. And in a way it is because the reason uh, I'm saying this and I got this from this book that was wrote to this called Very Good Book Called Jesus Wasn't Talking to You because Matt, when it comes to Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, okay? The doctrinal application was not for the body of Christ today. The doctrinal application wasn't for no say, unsaved people, period. The doctrinal application was for this group of people, Israel. When it comes to Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, those are the bullet point I wanted you to focus on Focus on when I, when I first opened up this series. I told you it's... Uh, a couple of bullet points I want you to focus on and focus on. That's one of them. The author and uh, the who who the author was talking to and who Jesus was talking to and, and who was the group of people. And it was Israel. Now, I just read something about the, uh, the going back and forth between Martha and Jesus. And if you go back to the previous shows, you can see I read some verses that showing. What was the requirement for salvation for the Jews? The other bullet point, the Jews, who they had to believe in. The main bullet point, Jesus as their king, their promised, prophesied Messiah, anointed one, the Christ. OK, for salvation, believe in who he was. That's why I went back up when Martha said it to him. I know that he shall rise again, which he's talking about Lazarus in the resurrection of the last day. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he, he live. In other words, Lazarus was dead and Jesus rose and laid on down the line from the dead. But before Lazarus died, Lazarus believed who Jesus was, the promised Messiah. Okay. So even though what, what Jesus said, he that believeth in me, that's anybody besides Lazarus, Lazarus, though he were dead. But let's keep it in context with Lazarus, though he were dead, he shall live. He shall live other the resurrection, the first resurrection. He shall live again. See, if Lazarus died, believing in Jesus, he shall rise again, rise again and will reign in that millennium kingdom. On earth forever. That's what Jesus is telling Martha. Then he said, whosoever liveth, the ones that are alive and believeth in me, shall never die. 
die spiritually. Okay, not saying physically they won't die. Jesus talk about spiritually. Believest thou this? That's the finish of that. But I wanted you to be focused on believing in me. I am the resurrection and the life. Verse 25 of St. John 11 and 25. He that believeth in me or believes in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. And 26. And whosoever lives and believeth in me shall never die. See, I want you to focus on those bullet points. Believing who he was and the other bullet point. Who he, who he, who, what group of people he's telling to believe in him. The Jewish people. The Gentiles was never looking for no prophesied king or messiah. The Gentiles was world. They was out there in the world. They was called uncircumcised. They was pagan. They worshipped all kind of idols. They was never promised. They was never under no covenant or nothing like that. They was never looking for no prophesied messiah, let alone they had no idea who that was because it wasn't no. It wasn't for them. This is a Jewish book. This is for Israel. It's for our learning. Yes, it's for our learning to know the history. See, in order for us to follow the Bible dispensationally and understanding how to rightly divide it, we must take the Bible most of the time literally and keep it there. But we got bombarded and blinded by traditional, you know, traditional metaphors and all kind of dogma and denominationalism that blinded us from the truth of what the word of God is saying. You understand what I'm saying? So, but if we, there is a chance for us to get back on track and just like babies, we have to read the Bible and just believe what the words are saying in context. And then we would be fine. We would be able to understand God's word and know the differences between the two programs and the two gospels. See, it's easy once you learn it. I'm not going to say it's easy once you just read it because the traditional blindness See, there's a lot of believers in the body of Christ is still blind with the denominational belief, thinking they're Israel, thinking the promises of Israel. In other words, when you read the four Gospels, when you read the four Gospels, read it in context. Who is the audience? Israel, not you and I. It's for our learning how they got taught. Yes, but the the uh, the. Uh, the doctrinal applications, like the Beatitudes and all the Sermon on the Mount, is for Israel, not the church today, not the body of Christ. See? And most definitely not for the unbeliever. Like I said, the majority of the Bible is for the believers anyway. But what I am saying is you must understand that first. So when an unbeliever, like I said before, read the Bible, listen closely, when an unbeliever Read the Bible. They cannot just take the doctrinal applications out of the four Gospels. Paul's teachings are nowhere. First of all, they are not saved. First of all, they're spiritual dead, so they can't apply it to them themselves, period. First, they can't apply the kingdom programs from the four Gospels because we're not under that program anyway. Matter of fact, we never was. A Gentile never was. Had a few exceptions of belief for healing, but a Gentile never was under that program. So no matter what an unbeliever read out of the four Gospels, it wasn't for a Gentile anyway. Okay, you understand what I'm saying? And if a believer takes certain principles from the applications and doctrines out of the four Gospels, it doesn't apply for the believer either. Only thing, only a doctrinal, sound doctrinal application applies to the church today is Paul's teachings. Yes, we read the whole Bible. The whole Bible is for us, but the whole Bible is not to us. 
The whole Bible is for us, word of God. But the whole word of God is not to us. There's principles that we can use, but when it comes to doctrinal application, there's a separation. We got to know where, where our place is. That's the Bible. The Bible is not going to change for us. We must change for the Bible. The word of God, I mean, right there. So believing who Jesus was, was of the essence of importance for salvation for Israel. You understand what I'm saying? Believing who he was was for Israel. Now, you had some exceptions like the Canaanite woman, the Samaritan and stuff like that, that believe that he was. But the main group and the main audience was Israel. They had to believe who Jesus was for salvation. Then you get to the book of Acts. They focus on getting healed in what? The name of Jesus. The name of Jesus. The name of Jesus. That was the requirement under the kingdom program, conditional conditional salvation for the Jews. Remember, I'm focusing on believing who Jesus was. Then I'm going to get Later on down the line, I'm going to get focused on the salvation for a person to be saved today under the gospel of the grace of God. And the Apostle Paul is believing what Jesus did, not who he was. You see the difference. And after I get through, you should you should if you listen to my show, you should have some type of basic idea. There's two different gospels and two different ways to for salvation, two different dispensations. They not they don't happen at one time. There's only one today. And there was only one then back. 2000 years ago, both of them are real and true gospels, but one is for today and one was for the past. The gospel of the kingdom of heaven, believing who Jesus was, was for Israel under the kingdom. The gospel of the grace of God, uh, believing in the death, the burial, resurrection of uh, Jesus Christ. First Corinthians 15, one to four is for people today and for the body of Christ. You see what I'm saying? Believing who Jesus was and believing what Jesus did, believe it or not. There's there's a distinction and a separation of salvation when it comes to that for today. We people can be saved today by believing what Jesus did. His death, burial and resurrection. And you don't have to believe who he was uh, waiting for him to be your king because that was for Israel. You just have to believe under this dispensation what Jesus did. Do you believe that he died for your sins and was buried and rose again? That's the requirement for salvation today. Not believing who Jesus was. That was for Israel. You see, believe it in me, Maddie, believe it in me. And whosoever lives and believeth in me shall never die. Believest thou this. He's not talking to you. He's not talking to me. He's talking to Mary or Martha, who was a Jew. That was a requirement for Israel. Okay, remember that. This is Joseph Brownlee with another segment on Jesus was not talking to you. God bless you all. Till next time. Peace out. Love you all. Bye-bye. We all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday.